Kia ora, this is Andrew from New Zealand, and you're listening to Above Ground Podcasts. Disclaimer, the hosts of this podcast, Timothy Patrick and Will Foley, are by no means medical professionals. However, having lived experience with mental illness themselves, they have gained useful perspectives on common mental health issues that some of us struggle to overcome on a daily basis. By sharing their stories, they hope to create connection. By creating connection, they hope to help you find your purpose. And through purpose, we can all begin to build the foundation for positive mental health. This is Above Ground Podcast. Are you ready to lace up your boots, throw up your horns, and jump into the pit? Then let's stomp the stigmas of mental illness. It's time for Above Ground Podcast. Now, Will Foley and Timothy Patrick. Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome to episode 106, Moth to Flame. That's right, Above Ground Podcast, over the hundreds. Woohoo! Got some really cool stuff coming up, man. Uh, next week, Dr. Holly Schoenberger from the Netherlands will be on. And then in July, we got some awesome guests, uh, Lisa Scott and uh, a local 518 author, Vicky Savini. So uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, awesome summer. Awesome summer about learning how to love yourself, man, because we're all trying to do that. Uh, but first uh, first up, let's get to our friends at Close Knit Company, uh, closeknitcode.com. Go to CollabX, get yourself an above-ground podcast swag, you know, T-shirt, hoodie. You know, wear a t-shirt during the day at the beach, then you throw the hoodie on at the campfire. That's all. Got it. Dan, Natalie, you know, they got their 4th of July collection, and they got their normal everyday collections for, like, Jeep lovers and dog lovers and drinkers of wine and tequila. And their Halloween selections are awesome, man. Wait till they start releasing those videos later in the year. Uh, closeknitco.com check it out uh, don't forget you can support the show with PayPal too uh, don't forget also uh, me, myself, Will Foley has a brand new single coming out memoir uh, June 25th uh, to all digital retailers and streaming services so please check it out June 25th and this Saturday June 19th I will be at the Arsenal City Tavern in Waterfleet, New York. If you're in the 518, come on out Saturday night, 7 p.m. Uh, get yourself out of the showers. I think it's supposed to rain this weekend, somebody said. But, hey, it's early in the week, so we'll see. But uh, don't forget, uh, you can check us out uh, everywhere, man. You know, uh, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Above Ground Podcast on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can email the show at uh, gmail.com, aboveground.podcast at gmail.com. All right, let's get on Moth to Flame. <laughs> hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome to Above Ground Podcast. Above Ground Podcast because you can't serve no, What's up, everyone? Everyone listening to the 518. Hello to Nippertown. Oh, that big RCA <laughs> dog right there. I love him. Love him. What up, it's Nipper? Awesome. What's up, Nipper? How we doing, everybody? Welcome to another episode. We are very happy. We are over the 100 mark now. And wow, dude, it's been two years almost. Wow. Can you believe it? Wow. 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 I know. You're a little grayer. 
and with a little less hair over there. Well, I ain't already lost mine, so you can say what you want. Everybody knows right. I'm bald. I'm all right. <laughs> With, I look at it as more wisdom. Another, uh, yeah. year, another year Me of too. wisdom. The be, the gray, the grayer yeah. my beard gets, and the longer it gets, I'm gonna make sure it's my wisdom. <laughs> it's my go. wisdom growing, man. This is just how much wisdom I've earned so far. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, this week's episode, uh, I wanted to give a very, very special shout out to somebody on the other side of the globe, uh, Andrew from New Zealand. Had, um, good day, mate. Good day, mate. Uh, and actually, you heard his voice at the beginning of this episode because he did a little cut in. And um, I guess he he's he had asked he had did he pose a question about he, substance abuse? Yeah, yeah, he yeah, yep. Okay, he just kind of asked if if uh, we could touch on it. So okay, um, we're gonna do our best to touch on it. Yeah, right? um, I you know. Substance abuse has so many different levels of, there's just so many layers to substance abuse. Yeah. And, and co- I, well, I think as a whole, I looked at it more as addiction. Okay. Um, than, than, than just so substance So addiction abuse. as an overall thing, like addicted right. to gambling or yes, sex or exactly any addiction. Yeah, any technology, addiction. sex, okay. work, food, okay. anger, gambling, caffeine, nicotine, drugs and alcohol. Um you know, it's they're all, you know, all basically a, a temporary negative coping strategy for an underlying problem or illness. That's my opinion. Um, well, it's that. I mean, your opinion is 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 half right. I think um, they are all what what an addiction is 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 you having like replacing something with something else. Correct and. It's and, and and you're right. It's a negative coping strategy, but it's also I think for people who have addiction issues, I think along the lines we've learned from someone else who has addiction issues. Sure, I think we yeah, see. It, I yeah. think we pick it up, and Absolutely. I think we see it, and we certainly see it. Um, we certainly see it in society. I mean, everybody's oh, yeah. like you can't walk down the street without. Well, of course you can't walk down the street anyway. <laughs> But, um, you know, but uh, everybody's got the phone in their hand. Nobody can live without it. I, I like, and even like, it's been called out in my house a few times. My daughter's called it out. My wife's called it out. I've called it out on her. Like, we're all staring at our phones, doing stuff. And we use the excuse that, oh, well, I'm using it because I got to post this or I'm using right, it. For right, right, right. But you're really, I like, I hear, like, I'm, I'm so, I get so patterned in so easy that I can, like, I could run a, a negative pattern into the ground. That's like I could jump on a negative pattern like a treadmill and just run without I mean, even questioning. Some, with the phone, I guess you could, or technology, whatever, like, you know, some people, you know, I understand that they do have to, um, you know, for their job or whatever, you know, attend to certain things. It's just that's more of a time management issue which we can cover that in another episode you know it's it's one of those things um i believe time management and money management they're they're things that um need to be addressed within the mental health community that are often not addressed absolutely um if you are new to addiction and you need a great book to read dr gabor mate who is a a doctor in Canada who has many, many years, uh, 30 plus years in the addiction field, believes that um, the source of addictions is not to be found in the genes, 
but it's to be found in the early childhood development and environment. So again, we go back to that that's child. That's kind of what man. I was saying. That's it's yeah, you mean, know, and, and you're look at you're looking for something that it's basically. Um, I wish I, for, I I wish I remembered his name. Um, darn it, I forget his name. And I didn't write it down, but um, he based it on like three things. There's a trigger, there's a behavior, and there's a reward. You know, it's that it's a compulsive, chronic, physiological or psychological need for a habit-forming substance, behavior, or activity having harmful physical, psychological, or social effects, typically causing well-defined symptoms. You know, like uh, anxiety, irritability, tremors, nausea. Um, it it's it's about rewards. You know, it's about rewards. It's about your body and your mind craving, whether it's a substance, a behavior, or most of the time, a feeling. It's actually not a craving to make yourself better. It's a craving to make yourself feel well what i think it's individual whatever they want whatever you crave is what you're you're you know what i mean i think each i don't I, I this is my opinion again it's a crave but it could be a crave for a behavior it could be a crave for the pursuit of something um it's like an escape i don't know a better word you know yeah i i don't i i don't think that the addiction becomes an escape though after a while yeah i think the escape well, maybe part it of it just is, becomes a bad habit I think the escape part of it is 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 the first part. Sure. At least at least from my own thought. I, I actually think the first part is actually witnessing that happening in one way or another. Because if we watch our parents drink, we think it's okay to drink. Okay? Okay. And and, and I and I think if you have if you have in your brain that pattern, that recognition of, well, they do this to feel good, maybe I do this to feel good. And then what happens is, is if you form a relationship with it that starts out what you think is positive and then becomes negative. But I don't think it's an escape. I think it's an escape at first, but I think that escape soon becomes a prison because you wind up forcing yourself to literally have to feed the addiction all the time and your life revolves around the addiction. Right, so, which I guess, like I said, a bad habit. You know, well, that's more than a habit, dude. An addiction is not just a habit. Like I'm not I think, it I think just a habit, but I do think well, it, it's it's. I would put it in that cat. I would. It's well, a I know you unrealistic wouldn't. or poor assessment of the pros and cons associated with behaviors and substance and behaviors on substances. Well, you know? I I think that that's a real. I, I think that that's a real unempathetic way to, to look at it. I think it's like kind of a, it's almost like a, a two textbook way to say, well, you have a bad habit, so then you became addicted to it because it was doing something for you, and then it stopped doing something for you. But it's just a bad habit. Well, but I didn't no, say, because uh, but you're, you're you're putting more emotion on it, though. I'm just saying. It, well, because it is emotional. Because if you go back to childhood, where you have suffered trauma, right? And that's what Gabor Mate says: is you have this scar tissue that is that's has covered it, over, and that's with all mental illness, same thing. It's, well, it's right. With all well, that's right. Stuff. That's why there's so much comorbidity to it. That's why substance. Right. Abuse issues or addiction issues and mental health issues right. go hand in hand, because there's always. I think that there's always a mental health component to an addiction. Yeah, that's yeah. It may, that's, may not start out that way, but I definitely think that there's a mental health component I always, to it. At I, some I always point. thought it was more of a of a symptom of an underlying 
issue, you know, an underlying thing. It's, you know, whether something, you know, you're tr- trying to cover up something or escape from something from childhood. Um, you know, a lot of, again, a lot of times people most likely will go, um, they'll talk about more about, um, like the heavier drugs, you know, or junk food. And it's because those create the biggest dopamine dump for your brain. So those are the more, you know, um, upfront. Those are the ones that are more, um, I guess, popular, if you want to use that word. Because, like I said, they create the biggest dopamine dump. So they're ser- you're searching for that feeling, and there it is. It's, it's given to you. It's that reward. Yeah, I get that. I, I, I get it. I, I think it's a lot. I think there's a lot more to to how it manifests and, and where it where it goes wrong. And also, let's not forget that repeated use of, of drugs or caffeine or, or any of these kind of, um, I don't know if you want to call them substances or whatever, any, any of these um, behaviors, it raises the threshold on, on, on the reward, the, pre- the pleasure of it, you know. So then you have to either do some more harder drugs, drink more alcohol, you know, or, you know, feast on more food. It just right. Watch more internet porn. Right, exactly. Jerk so off it's just more, do it. Because those, these are all forms of addiction that can become addiction. Right. Because it's about self-soothing, and then self-soothing becomes self-loathing. Oftentimes with addictions, because there's a lot of shame and guilt, and and then there's also the other stuff that goes on when you're trying to to you know keep your addiction funded and and things like there that creates a whole other like ball of wax sure yeah the self-doubt yeah absolutely you know i think also you know just uh, you know kind of getting into we've talked about it before is like a healthy routine and you know it's some some people can go out and and have one or two drinks with uh, family or friends over dinner, or maybe a glass of wine, you know, with their uh, significant other. But you know, if it turns into you know a twelve pack because you've had a shitty week, and then it, you know next week it's a it's a twelve pack and you know a bottle of Jack, that you know you have to look at that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had to look at that. I've had to look at that. I I know I've teetered on. I I've slipped. I I can certainly see myself in that pattern if I let myself get that way. Because I I've, I've been there. I you know I've yeah. And I'm not saying it in a bad way. Like I'm not trying to shame you or anybody. And I'm just saying, you know, these are things that ultimately, it's the the credit card analogy. Ultimately, they're gonna have that dopamine dump, and you're gonna get a reward and that kind of pleasure feeling. But it it. it it has negative effects down the road that will catch up to you. Yeah, and usually the debt is a lot more. There's a lot of, uh, yeah, there's a lot of debt. There. A lot of debt, you know. Yeah, yeah. Here's some. Uh, here's here's a little bit of knowledge. This is. Uh, I'm trying to. Th- I don't even. I can't read where this is from. But um, healthy ways to take care of your brain. And it's got effects of the brain on substances, drug 
drugs of abuse target the brain's pleasure center. Um, so like the, you know, brain reward, as I was talking about before, dopamine pathways. Um, nicotine, marijuana, and alcohol use increases levels of neurotransmitters in your brain. Dopamine is released normally when you experience something pleasurable like good food, uh, your favorite activities, spending time with people you care about, doing something you like. Um, and then substance abuse releases two to ten times more of that dopamine. And the brain is fooled that the drug is um, needed for survival. So it's, it's, it's basically it's like a, a false positive to your brain. Um, it, so the, the brain doesn't produce more of the, the dopamine because it senses that you've already have enough. And which you really don't because it's you're just it's like a, a dump of it because of the right whatever because of the the chemical dump yes. of it. So the neurons in our brains begin to die off as a result of the drugs and alcohol and, and pleasures like shopping, um, getting your nails done. Um, certain things are not pleasurable or fun anymore. So you need again you need to kind of uh, up the ante so to speak. Yeah, I could see that. I, there's lot of things that aren't pleasurable anymore right which again that you know uh, you know a lot of that's linked with depression and then this is gonna um you know any kind of substance abuse alcohol drugs can can have negative effects on your depression you know it's not, sure. it's not going to benefit your depression i should say no it doesn't it, it does help it does help offset it but then it, i don't know if it really does help offset anything Right. I mean, I look. I'm it not. It gives here. you a blanket for the minute, you know, for it the does. hour or whatever, for the day. Yeah. Sure. But um, I, you know, we're we're we we we're talking about this in the case of if somebody wants to not only know some of this stuff, but um, we're looking at it more through the lens of wellness, you know, and trying to kind of focus on the things that um are maybe holding you back. Yeah, I, 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 an addiction would definitely hold you back, you, and you may not see it. I, 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 I think that there's certainly, you know, I, there's tough love needed at certain times, but I don't think addicted people always need tough love. No, yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I, you know, you got to meet people where they're at, you know, in, in the beginning. I just feel like, you know, again, if you're... You know, if, if if you're seeking help or if you're looking to seek seek help and you're you're continuously, you know, buying that twelve pack, you know, every two nights and going through it, it you know, you, you need Been to there. you need to recognize that that's not working, you know. Been there. You know. And then and then at the again at the same time you're gonna be like, Well, I don't really have money now. Well, you have money to buy a twelve pack, but you don't have money you know what I mean? Right. So there there's there's more um negative effects associated with this than positive effects in the, in, in the way of wellness if you want to you know seek a more healthy lifestyle sure but you also have to but getting rid of an addiction if you have an addiction that is that is affecting your life you need to get help for that for sure oh yeah yeah but, but, yeah, but just special. getting help for that addiction and then not sorting out the traumas of the past 
is going to lead you back into another addiction because you still you have to go back. You have to start. Good point. You have to start taking. You have to start excavating everything, man. You have to start excavating right. the wrecks and start right. looking at the right. where did these come from? Why did I develop you these? Dig and what that's... am I not? What am I not answering or what am I not opening up to that? Wow, affected me when I was five. You know what? You know, and you I may not ten even, or what? You may not even realize right. it. Right, and that's why you need you need to you know seek professional treatment. And you know there are places. You know, obviously, we don't know exactly where all anyone listening uh, where these places are. But if you, you know, if you try and seek them out, or you know, maybe do a search, a uh, local search in your area for places. Um, um, if you there's if you're in the five one eight um, and you are struggling with um, you you have an addiction that you're struggling with, um, we actually run a peer group at the Healing Springs Recovery Center in Saratoga Springs the first and third Thursday of every month. But they have a wonderful staff there, and they are always open. Wonderful and you can, staff, and you absolutely. Can, yeah, shout out to Megan and everybody there, Ben and everybody there. And you can walk in there and say you need help, and they have people there that will help you. And that's what they're there for. And there's other places around. I just happen to be very familiar with that one because we're there quite a bit. But another thing that you can't also do, um, in the May-June 2021 issue of Psychology Today, uh, there's, an, there's, an, there's an article called Empathy Over Ambush. And a lot of people, like, we see these intervention shows on TV, and we see where, you know, everybody kind of sneaks this person into this room, and then all of a sudden they're just inundating this person with all their bullshit because you're addicted to something, but it's their problem. And I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that people shouldn't care about you and, and say that your problem affects them, but I think that we lack the empathy in those situations. And even they say that... These these type of ambush things don't necessarily work. It's more of a TV. It's more for TV. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's more of that fake yeah, reality yeah. TV shit where you're like, oh, it's great. We're gonna we're gonna send them to rehab or her to rehab or her wherever. And it's like it I think doesn't it's, really. It's the stigma that's around it, just like the mental illness. It's the same. The people people don't know, so either they assume or they just go, oh, you know, I don't uh, I don't understand addiction, so maybe you can just snap out of it. You know, same thing you know you you're you're depressed i mean look at your life you got this you got that but you know then you could say well geez you know there's all the there's all this air and you can't breathe you you have asthma but there's all this air you know just breathe kind of thing you know right and if you're going to have a caring conversation we're all about caring conversations and in this article they mentioned uh four things that you can do to actually let help that conversation be a a beneficial conversation for the person and the first thing is to to calibrate your expectations you got to remember that somebody who has addiction issues is struggling with something that's not just an addiction right they're struggling with just being in their own skin at any given moment because of something that has happened for them and I say it that way because, again, if we look at this in a positive, everything happens for you. It doesn't happen to you. So you got to look at it in a positive. But if something's happened to you and that's created a negative feedback loop and that created this trauma in yourself, 
You you but the person who's coming to you to talk to you about that needs to take a step back and say, Okay, I, I may not help you, but at least I can offer my ear or offer my assistance to you to help. Sure. Um and then the next thing is also don't don't do this in the middle of a of dinner party, man. Don't do this in the middle of Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. No. You know what I mean? Find a really comfortable spot. E- you know, even invite the person out, out for coffee or, or something as, as things as things are or 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 get them on a Zoom or something. Something where you can be one to one where it's not where they don't feel like they're being right. judged and they don't feel like they're being like sentenced to, to a, a something because even like a lateral conversation like you know if you're just driving down the the street or something like that um then the you, you just kind of like talk about it and and in the in the process of talking about something just be like hey so how how you know how how's it going like how are you really doing you know kind of thing and maybe maybe someone will speak up yeah and that that comes with being flexible Right, you know what I mean. That that then it's it also you being flexible also allows you to actually learn something. As I, I really think, if you were trying to help somebody, you would actually want to learn something about that person. So by being flexible and not being so rigid about what you think you sh- what they should do, because you don't ever want to you don't ever want to put yourself onto somebody by saying you really should do this because. You're not that person, right? You know what I mean. So you statements that we talked yeah, about before. Yeah, you know, I think I think communi- communication is would be a good start as well, and maybe just saying like I don't know the right things to say, but you know, I feel like you're always in this daze, or I feel like you're slipping because you're not always on the ball as you used to be a month ago kind of thing. Is there something going on? Is there anything I can... Well, I'm glad you said that, because you started to say that, and then, like, because I was waiting for the... I noticed that you're not with it this day. Are you okay? Like, I was hoping you were going to get to that part. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have a little faith, Willie. (laughs) (laughs) Ye of little faith, and of little stature. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, again, it's similar to, um, you know, opening up a conversation around mental health. Right. And and certainly draw from your experience, but don't make it about you. And and as a peer, sometimes we get stuck in that making it about us because it's easy when you can compare and not even compare. That's the wrong word. I should not say that. Ah, scratch that. Um when we we start talking about when we can when we can really get on the same level with somebody we almost are trading war stories and it's like that's not really going to be beneficial either yeah it could be i guess at first a way to like ease into a conversation well it's a good way to it's a good way to open the conversation right, right. as long as you don't stay on that right. frequency for very long man right. you got to change the channel right after that sure. right after you get the opening yeah you know, and I think I, you know, there's a willingness on both parties. I think because again, if if I'm starting, you know, with good intention of trying to um, help or, or offer offer my help, you know, and and if the person thinks I'm just, um, you know, being too critical or whatever, then you know it could obviously turn out to be a, a different problem. You know, it, it, so, it could. 
It could. You have to cut your. You have to cut the other person some slack, also, right. because if a person has an addiction, chances are someone has said these things to to that person already. Good point. Like, how many times have that have other people tried to 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 perform an intervention, man? And you know, and people just feel like you know it's not your problem. So why are you, you know, badgering me or like you can't ambush me? You yeah. just, and I, and I get it because, and, and you know, again, I, I'm kind of going back and forth comparing it to the mental health side of things. But you know, the people with these some of these addictions, um, you know, you may not, you know, it's it's like a depression. You may not rid it. Uh, you may not rid your life of it, but you can um, increase. Or decrease the symptoms of it, and, and you know, increase the healthy side of it, and manage this. You know, it could be a, a lifelong thing. You could be, you know, it could be a lifelong struggle, but you could. It's manageable. I, the moral, I think, to the to the conundrum, if if there's an answer to, if there's a if there's a you know, if there's an answer to anything, it's it really does start with why are you feeling the way you're feeling. Sure, and you need to be able to it's hard have for the strength. To... You need to be able to have the strength, or have somebody that can help you find the strength to ask those questions. And you have to be honest, man. I mean, like you can't not face something and expect your life to get better. Just like you can't not face something and your life can get very worse if if you keep going down a certain path and that's not a judgment thing that's just saying that you know looking out for yourself you you have to you have to look at it in the you have to look at yourself in the mirror and and it, you you may not be strong enough right now you may not be strong enough to walk away from an addiction right now sure but, but that if, doesn't mean through certain steps and time you can't right that's right know? that doesn't that's, mean you can't walk away from an addiction at any time you just have to be willing to 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 really answer why that serves a purpose in your life. Like, what need is that filling that you're not getting fulfilled in some other way? And that's what the realm of the hungry ghosts is. Like, that those hungry ghosts are those needs that aren't being met, that didn't get met when you were a kid, when you didn't get picked up enough, mm-hmm. or when you didn't get comforted enough, or, or when you didn't feel like somebody paid enough attention to you and you had to seek it other places. It, it's, it's all those things that come back to us that even, even some of those things don't even seem like they're bad at the time. Sure, yeah. I mean, at one point in your life, it might be, uh, it, w- it may have been your, your coping strategy for, for a while. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. But those coping strategies, if you don't look at those coping strategies and ask why you have those, can really lead you down a slippery slope. Now, that, doesn't, slippery. Mean that, that doesn't mean that good things can't become addictions. You can become addicted to working out because, right. because you good. get into this body dysmorphia thing yep. or, or you think it feels so good and you're afraid that if you miss a day, you're not going to be the same person. Like anything can be an addiction. Or just regular, your, your job, your career, like work. Some sure, people, workaholics. That's yeah. what workaholism. Workaholism is an addiction. It's, right. It's an addiction to, it's an avoidance because that's really Really, what I mean in in all essence, we try to avoid the unpleasant things. Absolutely, so, for sure. So, and in those, and in the, and in turn, what happens is avoiding those unpleasant things come back to bite us in the ass again. Right. And it's like, so unless you're willing to to open the door, man, to the to Regan's room and perform an exorcism and get some pea soup all over <laughs> you, soup. you're not pea gonna. Soup. 
You're not gonna. <laughs> you're not gonna get anywhere. You gotta open it up, man. You gotta spit out that pea soup and let it. Let the demons leave. As, as Will is, uh, you know, spewing this out, his head is is rotating yes. around three three sixty. Damn. 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 You can't even say. I know. It. I can't say. It. Well, it because well, that's the only reason why because it came up a while ago and I and comorbidity I, and 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 you had brought it up a while ago and, and I didn't know what it was so I just want to you had mentioned it and I just wanted to just for our listeners um, comorbidity refers to the fact that two conditions such as a specific mental health disorder and a substance use disorder often coexist together. What this means is that in many people with addictions, there is an underlying mental health issue as well. Boy, who said that in the beginning of this episode? (sighs) While neither condition actually causes the other, they do often exist together. What's What's more, one condition can exacerbate the symptoms of the other, and that's that's what I you know I, I think they feed off one another. Right, it's, it's a, a direct it's a, feed, man. It is, it's, it is, but people don't realize that you know use you know going to that. I'm just going to call it a, a, a negative coping strategy for now because I, I, I don't know what to well, call it. But. You know, it's now that you say that though. Do you think that they don't recognize it, or is it that they recognize it? And it's just too painful to deal with. I think there's probably both for sure. I I, I can't. I I honestly. I couldn't answer that, but I think it's different for everybody. But I would say there's both. You know, I think more. I don't know. I would say both. I don't know. I I can't really answer that just because I honestly don't know. Not at all. No. What do you think? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I think again, it just depends on the person. It might. Some may not realize it. Some may realize it and be like, "It's you know." This is a nice avoidant strategy I for think, now. I know. I think that that's what happens, and I think a lot of people get stuck in that pattern. Right. Again, you know, I was just going to say again, that. You get you stuck in that pattern, that pattern and you a do year, that pattern for... 20 years goes by, dude, man, that, and you're... That's hard to unlearn. It's hard to stop. It's and, well, and I'm glad you said it that way. It's hard to unlearn. Absolutely. Because you've learned these absolutely. coping strategies. Oh, absolutely. Regardless of what they are, you've learned them. Whether you saw them as a kid and said, oh, that worked for them, but maybe it'll work for me. Or you just learned it on your own, thinking, experimenting or whatever. Right. Right. And, it, I mean, that's exactly it, though. But I think that's that's like my whole thing with mental illness. Is same same thing. You've learned these things, and you've learned these type of these these ways of thinking, you know, when you when you when you do something, you write something down, and in 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 your inner dialogue, you're going, Jesus, why did I write that? I'm so stupid. Like you know, 25 years of saying that to yourself once or twice a day. Guess what? You you think <laughs> you you're stupid. It. Yes, you, you do. It. And so it's you and know. that's where you know. And again, if you and if you've and if the way you've coped with that is by by feeding an addiction that you have, right? Then. It's a it you're it you're you're on that bench press with double the weight. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I, yeah. That, there's no doubt about it. And actually, as our conversation is starting to come to an end, I you know, 
I, I, addiction is really an avoidance that becomes a hindrance. And and I and I and I don't say that without without wanting to say that that doesn't mean that you are less than a person. Absolutely okay. not. No, we're not. We're not. This is not judgmental. No, this we're not is here not, to judge anybody. We're no, here to this is, just shed some light on it and open, maybe open up a conversation and someone would hear this and be like, you know what, maybe there's some truth to this, what these guys are saying, and I'm going to start looking within. It uh, really does know? start within. It comes from within. And that's the best place to start because that's how we make this whole thing better is by looking within ourselves because the only the only thing that you can change is yourself and that's the and the only thing you can change is your point of view right. and it's your like rea- you can't your change reaction and to- your reaction to things and you can't change other people uh, and and wasting your time trying is is even more of an uphill battle than than but that doesn't mean you stop you know, and I mean, it, it doesn't mean that you stop, and it doesn't mean that you care less. It's just some some things, some battles. You have to realize that they're not yours to fight. You have another battle to right. fight. You have and, to. And good, you know, good call. It's a battle, and it's not. This is a battle that could could take a long time. You know, it's not a battle that you can just kind of, you know, grab a few things in a backpack and be like, all right, I'll be back tomorrow. And Well, and dude, this is a battle that'll last longer than the Iraq War, so, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. That's, that's a so, long fucking time. I mean, you, know, you could stuff, last the whole your whole life. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, you know, I, I think one of the things for me is for as far as um, mental health, like, I look at it as, as almost from the acceptance side of I'm like, I'm never going to rid myself of the, the anxiety. Like it's just not going to happen. And you then just the, learn to friend it. Yeah. And work with it. And, and I think because, and then some people are like, Oh, I just want to get rid of this anxiety. Like by doing that, saying that and trying to do it, you're creating more. Right. And that's what I said. It happens for you. Yeah. Not to you. Steven Pressfield resistance, resistance, man. The war of art, dude. <laughs> war of art is like a, a, Will a psychological that book. And man, yeah, that, is, every, he, that guy is every six months. I have to listen to it just because, although I think I want the version with him reading it. Cause I really like him when he reads his own books. I'd yeah. rather have the hear the author read his own books. Yeah. Unless unless their dialect makes it very hard to understand the words, because then it can then it can, can be understand a, that. for audio. It makes it hard when you can't like you have to really really like pay attention to stuff. Not that that's a bad thing, because we really do need to pay more attention. But mm-hmm. yeah. So if if you are dealing with an addiction, okay, please when you're ready, please try to get help. Um, there are lots of organizations out there. Um, and I will put some organizations in the show notes for you. Uh, if you're in the 518, again, like I said, man, Healing Springs Recovery Center yeah, in Saratoga. I was, I was looking for the phone number for that. And there's, just... other, there's other recovery centers here throughout the 518 as there is in the state of New York and the entire country and, and abroad. And Andrew in New Zealand, I, I hope that this at least got something to you that that you had asked for. I hope that we covered something that you were 
that that you were that you were pining for, man. That that you that you really wanted to hear us say. And if if not, man, let us know because I'm more than happy to learn more. I'm yeah, we're 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 just doing. The I'm best actually that we. Can I think and... I'm going to be winding up getting my recovery peer support certification also. So I'm going to be taking some classes. I think there is a um, a confidential 24 hour. Um, Toll-free number. Here's uh, Sam's. Yeah, Sam's is way eight, better. All right, so the Sam's number is one eight hundred six six two help or one eight hundred six six two four three five seven. That's a that's a national helpline too. Free, yes. confidential, three hundred sixty-five yeah, days a year. Yeah, that's the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Association of America, and. They are they are a great organization and they provide a ton of resources. I'll put a link in the show notes to to their website and their phone number and stuff. So if you are struggling, please please get help. We need your light. We need your lumens. And until the next time, be well. Be safe. Be above. above.